Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. I've titled my message today, A Strong Faith in Shaky Times. A Strong Faith in Shaky Times. How many of you know we need a strong faith in shaky times? Now let me just kind of walk through where I feel like God has brought me to this place today to share this word. Last Sunday, I preached on God of revival and how we need revival in our life. And at the end of the service last Sunday, when we were seeking God's presence around the altar, I really sensed that the Spirit of God was dropping some things into my heart on what we need to be revived in. And I heard the Lord say to me last Sunday at the altar that we need to be revived, encouraged more than we've ever been revived before. Do you hear me this morning? We're going to need courage more than we've ever needed it before. The Lord began to drop in my heart while we were praying that we need to be revived in love. As the things get darker in the world and the Bible says that love of man will grow cold, guess what? God's people should be people of love. And we need to be revived in the love of God. And right there in that time around the altar, the Lord dropped in my heart that we need to be revived with a strong faith. I prayed that at the end last Sunday, that God would revive us with a strong faith. I'm here to tell you this morning, friend, as times begin to shake, we're going to need a strong faith in God. I'm going to need a strong faith in God. You're going to need a strong faith in God in shaky times. So this message today is really, uh, I feel like something God laid on my heart last Sunday before I ever even left the altar here. So I want to take a few minutes and hopefully share with you something that will encourage you. If you'll open your Bibles to the book of 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. Now before I read to you these scriptures, I want to just kind of pull it all together in context so it will make sense to us before I read these passages. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, we, we have to know that the Apostle Paul has wrote this letter to this church in Thessalonica. And Paul had been there in, in that area and he had been preaching the gospel. He had been preaching the gospel with passion and the, and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ had began to spread throughout that area and, and there was uh, many that had been won to the Lord and, and there was a, an establishment of the church there in that area where Paul was at. And it was in that time that Paul was there preaching the gospel. How many of you know that when God begins to do a work, the devil will come in and try to pull it down and destroy it? So the devil uses these 
these, uh, these Jews and these Gentile leaders and they're very hostile toward Paul and they begin to oppress him and they begin to try to oppress the gospel and, and Paul really if you begin to read you'll see where he, he's on the run for his life because they have, they have formed a mob they have uh, formed an uprising if you will to come against Paul to try to keep him from spreading the gospel in that area if you remember correctly uh, they actually invaded a, a brother in the Lord. His name was Jason. They went into his house and they were looking for Paul, but Paul was not there. Paul had already left that area. And Paul did not want to leave the area. He didn't want to leave those, those Christians behind, but Paul felt like that if he would leave that area, the, the pressure and the, and, the, and the persecution and the troubles that they were going through as Christians, that maybe there would be a, a, a relief to them from that since he was gone from that area. But Paul's plan didn't work. Paul's plan didn't work at all. Paul had moved away, but we know from the scriptures that those believers, those followers of Christ that were left behind in that area, they, the, the pressure and the, and the problems and the persecution, what happened was it, began, it was just began to intensify more and more and more upon their lives. And Paul was over here in this area with other leaders from the church and you read in the scriptures that he was so heartbroken and concerned of what was going on with those Christians. Had they, had they wavered in their faith? Had they gave, have they given up on their faith or, or what was going on? But Paul's heart was broken for them and he was concerned for them. Isn't that the heart of a true shepherd? Concerned about those that are, if they're in the faith... And Paul, he's there, and, and he wants to go back into that area, but Paul knows that if he goes back into that area, all that it's going to do is create more pressure, more problems, more persecution, more trouble. So Paul decides not to go back, and he decides to do something else. Like any good godly man, he sent his right-hand man to go. <laughs> he sent Timothy, his young son in the faith, and I'm sure Timothy was like, glory, glory, hallelujah. But Timothy went back into that area, that hostile area where all the pressure and all the problems and all the persecution was at. And he got a report of what was going on with those believers and he came back to Paul and then Paul begins to write this letter here to those believers and let me read it to you now. Paul speaking through this letter. Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay in Athens and we sent Timothy, Timothy to visit you. He's our brother and God's co-worker in proclaiming the good news of Christ. We sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith. Listen, Paul's main concern the whole time was, was that the people of God would keep their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, I've sent Timothy to strengthen you. I've sent him to encourage you in your faith. And listen to this. This is where it really got a hold of my heart right here in verse 3. And to keep you from being shaken by the troubles that you were going through. But you know that we are destined for such troubles. Even while we were with you, we warned you that troubles would soon come, and they did, as you well know. Paul told me, you're destined for trouble. And that is why when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your faith was still strong. Say strong faith. I sent Timothy to find out whether 
your faith was still strong. I was afraid that the tempter, the devil, has gotten the best of you and that our work has been useless. But now Timothy has just returned. He's bringing us good news about your faith and love. His report says that you always remember our visit with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we've been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. You have remained strong in your faith. It gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. Father, thank you for your word. God, that you want your people to have a strong faith in shaky times. So God, right now, I pray, God, that you would just deposit that strong faith in every one of us here today, that we would stand firm in the Lord Jesus Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Paul said in his word here that you will be destined for troubles. Troubles are going to come. Now when you read that word trouble in the scriptures and you begin to study it, that word trouble means really an inward fright. It means something that's on the inside of you that's got in there that's causing you to be afraid. Another word picture for that word trouble is a, is a series of life events that will happen or could happen that are so shocking and so severe that it will tempt you to be overwhelmed by worry and by panic and by fear. And no doubt today, friend, listen to me, we're living in what Paul calls some very troubling times. Troubles that we see in front of us that are these life experiences that many of you have already encountered in your life and some of you are walking through them now. Some will be coming soon, but there's going to be troubles that are going to be so shocking and so severe that will cause people to want to be tempted to be overcome with worry and panic and fear because of the troubles that we see going on around us. You think about it how troubled people are today. People are troubled for a lot of reasons today. Troubled because of the present condition of what we see in our nation. Uh, Troubled because of uh, the, the future of our nation. People are troubled by the civil unrest. Troubled by all the division that we see. Troubled by all the perversion that we see in our culture. Troubled by all the, all the pressure that's on us as Christians to conform to the ways of this world. Troubled because of the loss of our freedoms. Troubled by the problems that we have in our homes and our communities. Troubled by a virus. Troubled by the problems that we have with our health. Troubled by our financial situations. People are troubled today. Troubled by depression. Troubled by addictions. Troubled because loved ones that they care deeply about that are away from the Lord and not saved. Listen, the list of troubles could go on and on and on. You could add to the list today, I'm sure. And Paul knew. Paul knew that these troubles had uh, the potential to cause our faith to be shaken. I mean, he mentions it here in this passage. I was concerned that that you had wavered. I was concerned that the devil had tempted you and everything that had been done was useless now. He, He knew there was a potential that when you face these troubles in your life that your faith could possibly waver. And his main concern for the church was their faith. Can I tell you today that God's concern for you is your faith? 
It's your faith. He's not concerned so much that, that you're here this morning because you know you can be in God's house and still not have faith. He's not so much concerned that you're, you're singing songs and, and you're going through your devotional time. More than anything, God is concerned about your faith, that you're trusting in Him more than anything. So God help us to have a, a strong faith in shaky times. So what is faith? What is faith? The Bible tells us the definition of faith in Hebrews 11.1. 1 says faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see Hebrews 11.1 1. but I want to share with you a few definitions and a few different translations that I picked up from my Bible and my Bible dictionary about what faith is faith can also be this faith is unwavering trust in God unwavering that means when the waves of pressure and persecution and troubles come your way that they may hit you but you will be unmovable because you are trusting in almighty God faith is unwavering trust in God faith is holding up under the pressure and under the persecution and here's my favorite right here faith is placing yourself completely completely in the loving hands of God have you done that today have you placed yourself completely in the loving hands of God because that's faith friend and we need to make sure that we respond in faith in these shaky times how do we do that? Let me just walk you through a few things here that I believe will be an encouragement to you. We can respond with strong faith, I tell you this morning, because God is in control. We can respond in strong faith because God is in control. Almighty God, He rules and He reigns. We were singing that this morning. He rules and He reigns. He is in control. And because He's in control, we can have a strong faith. And when I say that God is in control, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying that He can do anything He wants to do and nothing or no one can stop His divine plan or His divine purpose. In other words, everything that we see going on around us, it is in the hand of God. So I can stand firm and I can have a strong faith knowing that God is in control. In Colossians chapter 1, Speaking about Jesus here, it says that through Christ, God created everything into heavenly realms on earth and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through Him and for Him. He existed before anything else and He holds all creation together. Can I tell you this morning, church, that we can respond with a strong faith because the Lord Jesus Christ is in control and He's in control of all things. And listen, He, he can command anything or anybody to be used for His divine purpose and for His glory and He can do it any way He chooses. And I want to remind all of us, and including myself, that as we go through shaky times in our life and we go through troubles, it would do us good to remember that God's ways are not our ways. 
God's ways are not our ways. It would do us good to remember that God's ways are higher than our ways. It would do us good to remember that the Lord is creator of all things and all things have been created for him. It would do us good to remember that he never grows tired. He never grows weary. He never goes to sleep. It would do us good to remember that his understanding is one that no one can fathom. All we can do in a time like this in shaky times is we can have a strong faith knowing that Jesus is in control hallelujah hallelujah he's in control you know what we're commanded to do in those shaky times the Bible says that we're commanded to trust God with all of our heart trust God with all of our heart lean not on our own understanding but in all ways acknowledge him and he will direct our paths you need some direction this morning for your life you need some direction let me just tell you put your trust in the Lord and acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your paths glory to God we can have a strong faith this morning because the Lord is in control we can have a strong faith because the Lord holds all creation together I want to I want to give you some good news this morning nothing that you're going through in your life right now no matter who you are no matter what you're facing, nothing, nothing that you're going through right now has caught God off guard. He, he, he's not checked out on us. He's, he's not over there and it's half time for him and he'll get back in the game later. No, he's in control. He's working. Nothing has caught him off guard. You may think he's not there, but God is right there with you in what you're going through. He's in control. Hallelujah. He's in control. And God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you are in control. Because when God's in control, that means that he's making a way. He's directing the path. Because what we get guilty of sometimes is that we want to get in there and we just scratch our heads and we try to figure out every scenario. We try to run through everything the way it's going to happen. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't plan. But I'm just telling you, it comes to a place sooner or later that you just got to say, you know what, Lord? I'm not leaning on my understanding. I'm going to trust in you and you're going to direct my path. And it's going to be a good path. Hallelujah. Glory to God that he's in control. He's in control. I joked with him in the first service. I forgot my handkerchief this morning. I got a dish towel out of the church kitchen. Praise the Lord for a dish towel. Whew. You can respond with strong faith because you belong to God. You hear me? You can respond with a strong Facebook faith because you belong to God and it's my prayer this morning I pray to everyone under the sound of my voice whether you're here on campus or whether you're online I pray that you are born again that you are a follower of Jesus Christ listen you need to quit playing games with the Lord if you're not sure about your salvation today is the day of salvation you get right with the Lord friend he loves you he died for you on the cross we deserved it he shed his blood on the cross at Calvary so our sins could be forgiven. He was placed in the grave. He was dead. Three days later, he was raised from the dead. He's alive. And the Bible says because he lives that we can live forever too, friend. If you are born again, you belong to God. You're a child of God. Hallelujah. And if you're a child of God, that means he's your father. He's a heavenly father. Listen to what Paul said about this in Romans 8. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. 
Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. When troubles come your way, you can respond with strong faith because God is your Father and your Heavenly Father loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He's for you. He's a God of love, for God so loved the world. We love God, but we love Him. But you know what the Bible says? He first loved us. He's a God who loves you. The psalmist declared in Psalm 103, As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear Him. Our Heavenly Father is a God of love. The Bible says God is love. And everything that He does in our life is motivated by His love for us. Everything He does is motivated by His love. His compassion is focused on every one of His children. And He'll take the things that come at us in our life, whether they're good things, the bad things, the ugly things and that he will use that to move us to a deeper trust in him, a stronger faith in him do you realize that more than anything that God wants out of you is for you to have strong faith do you know that it's not that he wants you to be able to sing the best preach the best, serve the best what he wants out of you is faith because the Bible says that without faith you cannot please God And he wants us to walk in faith. The Bible says that the just live by faith. We're to walk by faith and not by sight. God wants us to have a deeper trust in him. Every trouble you're going through, God can take those things and he can move you to a place of of stronger faith. And you may be here this morning and you're going through the battle of your life right now. You you may be here and you're caught between a rock and a hard place, and I know a lot of you are. You may be here today and you're hanging by a thread on the inside. The devil may be wreaking havoc in your life, but listen to me. Whenever troubles have come your way, you can have a strong faith knowing that you belong and you're a child of the living God and that God loves you and that God is fighting for you and God is helping you and God will defend you and God will protect you and God will provide for you. Because you belong to Him. He's your heavenly Father. You're His child. I was thinking about it this morning and I gave the illustration in the first service and I remember the days when my boys, Caden and Lucas, they belonged to me. I'm their father. They're my boys. I remember when, when they were little and we would go places and maybe we had never ventured off there before and, and sometimes when you got in a place where you were not sure where you were at, I can remember my boys grabbing my hand and they were grabbing my hand because they felt some safety and security there. And when they grabbed daddy's hand, daddy's chest would just kind of pop out of the wall like that right there. But now I'm grabbing Caden's hand. But you know what? I'm their father. They belong to me. I'm going to fight for them. I'm going to help them. I'm going to support them. I'm going to encourage them. And friend, you are a child of God and our Father in heaven. He's going to fight for you. He's going to help you. He's going to defend you, friend. You can trust Him today. Have a strong faith in God. Hallelujah. You can respond with a strong faith because you belong to God. Instead of fear, you can have faith because you belong to God. You can 
You can, because you belong to God, you can have faith that He's for you and not against you. Because you belong to God, you can have faith that He will never leave you nor forsake you. Because you belong to God, you can know today that no matter the fires you walk through or the floods you walk through, the Bible promises that God will be with you right in the middle of it all, friend. Because you belong to Him, He's never going to forsake you. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful today that we belong to God? We belong to Him. You can respond with strong faith because everything is going to work out. Romans 8.28 says this right here, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. What a powerful promise. I want you to notice something. This verse doesn't say all things are good. Can we get an amen there? The verse doesn't say all things are good. It says that God will cause all things to work together for the good of those that love God. How many of you love God today? You love Him. He's going to work those things out in your life for your good. But I want to encourage you again. I don't know if it's encouragement or warning or what, but can I tell you this morning that God never promised that we wouldn't encounter troubles in our life? He never promised that. Amen? He never promised that we wouldn't encounter troubles in our life. God never promised that we wouldn't encounter suffering in this life. He never promised that everything in life was going to be good. But here's what he did promise. He said that no matter what troubles touch our lives, that we know that the Lord Jesus Christ will work it out for my good and for his glory if I will love him and trust him. And how many of you know that's the hard part is going through that process? God promised that he would take all the things that impact my life and work them out for my good and for his glory. That means that the things that are helpful and hurtful, that means the things that are, that are good or bad, that means the things that are pleasant and painful, that means the things that make sense and the things that make no sense at all. God promises to take all those things and work them out for my good. And I'm not exactly sure what troubles some of you have walked in with today. In general, I know what a lot of people are going through in their life, and through counseling some of you, I know what troubles that you're going through. But I don't know all the troubles that you may be facing today, but I want to encourage you to have a strong faith that God will work it out. God will work it out. God will work it out. Have a strong faith that God is working it out. He's in control. You belong to Him. He's promised you that He's going to work it out for your good. It may not make sense, but God is working. And I encourage you that you can trust Jesus to work it out. You can trust Jesus to make a way for you. Listen, you can trust Jesus. We sing this song in our church, but I ask you this morning, are you just singing it to be singing it because you're going through the motions? Or are you singing with a faith that declares that Jesus is the way maker, the miracle worker, the promise keeper? Do you really believe that or are you just singing something? Because the troubles are here and now it's going to come down. Do you have a strong faith in Jesus? Are you going to stand firm in Christ Jesus? Have a strong faith that Jesus is going to work it all out and he's going to do it for his glory. And I close with this here and tell you that we can respond with a strong faith in shaky times because God is our hope. <laughs> Listen. There, there, there's no programs, there's no government officials, there's nothing 
Nobody's hope for us except Jesus Christ. He's our hope. And the Bible says in Romans 15, 13, that may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would overflow with hope. We need some people today overflowing with hope. The Bible tells us that God is our source of hope. Listen to me. No political party, no person. I don't want to take, take this the wrong way, but your wife is not your hope. Your husband's not your hope. Your children are not your hope. Your job is not your hope. Your money's not your hope. The Bible says that God himself, he is the source of all our hope. He is the source of hope. That's why the psalmist could cry out in his day, Find rest, O my soul. Find rest, O my soul. In God alone, my hope comes from Him. People everywhere today are looking for hope. You know why? Because people are afraid. People are panicking. People are stressed out. People are on the verge of nervous breakdowns. People are panicking. People are worried, and rightly so. People feel hopeless today. Can I just declare to you, friend, that hope is powerful? Hope is powerful, especially when you're going through troubled times. Here Paul was, and he's crushed, and he's concerned, and Timothy comes back with this report that they're standing strong in the faith, and it says it's given them new life. There's just something about a strong faith in shaky times that gives everybody hope, friend. And God's people should be the most hopeful people walking on this earth. Amen. We should be hopeful. I know it's shaky. I know there's troubles. I know there's pressure. I know there's persecution. I know there's problems. But listen to me. We need to be the most hopeful people walking this earth today. And I encourage you to be hopeful. Be hopeful to a hopeless world. Be hopeful to your family. Be hopeful to your friends. Be hopeful to your brother and sister in Christ. Be hopeful to uh, your children. Be hey, educators. Be hopeful to your students. Everywhere you go, be hopeful. Be hopeful. I know it's getting darker out there, but friend, we got something to look forward to. Our hope is in a living Lord. And the Bible says that Christ is our living hope. And so we should be the most hopeful people that walk this earth. And I know real easily we can get focused on everything around us that's going on and our head will begin to drop and all we can do is just focus on that and all we can do is start to complain and gripe and then we just kind of go and we're kicking the can down the road and we got to just the, I don't know, not very hopeful at all, just a very, just a very despairing and discouraging spirit about you. Friend, listen, don't tell nobody you go to this church if you're walking around like that. We have a hope, a living hope inside of us. We have a living hope inside of us. And I, listen, I know we can focus on those things, but the Bible says to set your mind on the things above. Set your mind on Jesus Christ. Don't focus on the media. Don't focus on the uh, social media. Don't focus on the mandates. Don't focus on the mess. Don't focus on the problems or the troubles. No, you keep your eyes on Jesus Christ, our living hope, and he's going to uh, help us, and he's going to make a way. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, have mercy. Thank God for this dish towel. You know, I, I want to tell you this, and Brother Kevin, if you want to come on, brother, thank you. I, I feel like I'm still connected to last Sunday in a lot of different ways. 
But can I tell you that the, the, the more godless that our culture becomes, more intense it will be for the cost of following Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? The, the more godless our culture becomes, the cost of following Jesus is going to intensify. Paul says these things are destined to come. They're, they're destined to come. And God's concern, like Paul's concern, like this pastor's concern, is that no matter how shaky things get, and they're destined to become shaky, that every brother and sister in this place and those that are watching online, they would be a testimony that you had a strong faith in Christ. You didn't waver. You didn't crumble. You didn't crash. You endured. You persevered. You kept going. You kept trusting in the Lord. That's my prayer. Please hear me. The cost will intensify. Revive us with a strong faith. Paul knew it was going to be a battle. He knew it was going to be a battle. Is it going to be a battle to choose faith over fear? Yeah, it's going to be a battle. Is it going to be a battle for you to be consumed with worry? Or to have hope? It's going to be a battle, yes. But can I tell you, friend, when you open your Bibles and look, that we're reminded that Jesus has already won the victory for us. We are on the winning side. Christ has won the victory already through the work of the cross and the empty grave. He's alive. Listen, he, we are on His side. He's going to look out for us. We are victorious in Christ Jesus. And I want to remind you here as I close this message down that, that the Bible says that we are victorious through our Lord Jesus Christ. My Bible tells me that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loves us. My Bible tells me that we will not be overcome by evil. My Bible tells me that we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but we belong to those who have a strong faith and we are saved. My Bible tells me that the Lord is my helper and I will not be afraid. My Bible tells me that God is my very present help in time of trouble. My Bible tells me that I will not be shaken because God is right beside me. Oh, my Bible tells me that God is for me and not against me. My Bible tells me that I'm going to be hard-pressed on every side. It's destined to come, but I will not be crushed. Oh, I'm going to be perplexed, but I'm not going to be in despair. Yeah, I'm going to be pressured and persecuted, but I will never be abandoned. Yeah, I might be struck down a few times, but I will never be destroyed. My Bible tells me that when I see these end times and the troubles that come with it, that I will not look down in discouragement or despair, but I will look up with hope because my redemption draweth nigh friend I'm telling you right now we are victorious in Christ Jesus stand firm stand firm in your faith on Christ Jesus I stand he's my rock all else is sinking sand are you trusting in Christ today are you standing firm in the Lord Jesus Christ do you have a strong faith I remind you with these words here. We're not called to be afraid. We're not called to panic. We're not called to worry. 
We're called to live by faith, a strong faith in Jesus Christ.